The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Hello, welcome to Grace in Focus, as today we take a little different view of physical handicaps. When someone we know, maybe someone in our family, someone at work, someone at church, has a part of their makeup, could be physical, could be mental even, that doesn't work quite like a body was designed to work, it's easy to see the liability. The Apostle Paul even dealt with this. But isn't it possible that many times, in God's kindness, these things we see as liabilities can actually be assets? We'll think about this a little bit more just ahead. And right now, I want to remind you to take a look at our website, that's faithalone.org, in order to find all kinds of free grace resources, books and articles and videos and e-books, our free grace magazine called Grace in Focus, blogs, and you can listen to past episodes of this podcast. But I really want to emphasize, and you can find out about this on our website as well, that's faithalone.org. You can find out about our upcoming national conference. This year, 2023, the dates are May the 22nd through the 25th. It's coming up, and you don't want to miss it this year. And again, the information is found at our website, faithalone.org. Now it's time to get into our discussion of the day with Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates. And here they are. Welcome back to Grace in Focus. I'm here with Ken Yates. And Ken, I thought we'd talk about your new book called Elizabeth. And this is a book about one of your twin daughters that uh, went to be with the Lord, what? A little over two years ago. Two years ago. And she was 37? She was 35. 35. She Mm -hmm. would be 37. Yeah, she'd be 37 today. Tell us about her. She was a special birth, right? She and her sister. Yeah, they were both born here in Dallas, and they were born prematurely. And as a result of that, they both got cerebral palsy as a result of their not being able to breathe when they were born. And they were on ventilators for a couple months. Right. And so in Elizabeth's case, she had some pretty serious physical disabilities, right? Yes, she was a twin, Elizabeth and Amy, and their cerebral palsy affected them in different ways. And in Elizabeth's case, the most noticeable thing about her was that she was not able to walk. It affected all four limbs. And so she really couldn't take care of herself either, right? That's right. She lived with us her whole life. Well, both twins did. Amy, the other twin, is the younger of by about 30 seconds. And she's able to walk, but she has other disabilities. For example, she doesn't have very good short-term memory, whereas Elizabeth had great short-term memory. Elizabeth, she was real good at discussing the Bible, discussing politics, movies that she had seen, whereas Amy, she could do it, but not at the same level as Elizabeth could. But they were both able to go to school. They were both educated. Yes, they went to school, and and you could certainly carry on conversations with both of them. And both came to faith in Christ. Yes, my wife homeschooled them for most of the time. I, I was an army chaplain. And so we moved around a lot. Uh, And there were some places that had really good schools for them. So it just depended. But for a lot of the time, my wife would homeschool them because we thought that was what was best for them. And because of that, they came to faith probably during the time when my wife was having homeschool uh, classes with them. And of course, I was a chaplain at the time. So they were in chapel every Sunday and, and they heard 
uh, me preach all the time. And so, uh, but they came to faith, yes, at right. a young age. In the book, you tell the story of how, about how Elizabeth not only came to faith, but she was really a, an overcoming believer, right? With great expectation for the coming kingdom. and Yeah, that's a, basically the book, the subtitle is Elizabeth Christ Medal of Honor recipient. Uh, I was in the military almost 30 years. The Medal of Honor in, in the military is the highest award a person can receive. There's only about 100 living Medal of Honor recipients in, in, in our country today. And the point was, like you said, Elizabeth just had a very, very strong faith. Uh, that's what the book is about, that God can use weakness her physical weakness turned her into a person who was not like anybody I've ever met. Even from a young age, she was looking forward for the kingdom. She would always talk about Christ coming back. I relate some of those stories in the book. And obviously, part of the reason was because of her difficulties. I mean, just looking from a human perspective. But at the same time, it would be easy to be bitter Literally, I never heard her once express any bitterness towards God of why she was in the situation she was in. She was in a wheelchair her whole life, and she wasn't able really to set up straight because of lack of core strength in her body. And because of that, she was in a lot of discomfort all the time. I mean, just think about it. If you're in bed, for example, and you want to roll over, you know, you're uncomfortable. You know, I want, I want to get a new position. Well, she couldn't do that. You know, so, She couldn't even roll over. Right. Okay, I'm tired of laying on this side. I want to go over to my other side. Or if I'm, I'm tired of laying on my back, I want to get on my side or my stomach. She wasn't able to do that. Someone like that, why isn't she going to be better towards God? And in the book, I'm hoping that it, it is an encouragement to people who are going through difficulties that God can use those difficulties to make them into someone like Elizabeth was. She loved the Lord, and she loved his appearing. She talked about it all the time. She was looking forward to it. And in the book, I try to explain how using different Bible passages and, and experiences in her life, that a big part of making her that way was because of the difficulties that she went through. But now, when you talk about difficulties that she experienced, as an outsider looking in, I'm thinking you and Pam and Catherine, who was one of her caregivers, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you all went through a lot of difficulties. <laughs> I mean, you all had to take her to the bathroom. You all had to put her to bed. You all had to pick her up and carry her places and put her in the wheelchair. And if you were out of the country, Pam would have to do this, right? That was a lot of difficulty for y'all. I know, though, when she passed, tremendous grief for y'all, right? It wasn't like you were thinking, well, we've been set free now from all these things we had to do. It was like, no, just yeah. the opposite. Yeah, it's it, that was probably the hardest part of the book to write. Elizabeth and I, well, not just I, but all of us, we, we would have uh, discussions over this, over who had it harder, us or her. And you would I, talk with her about that? Oh, yeah. Really? She, would, she would say that all. Yeah, she would bring it up. She would talk wow. about it. <laughs> 
And when we would talk about who had it harder, she goes, Dad, well, you got it harder, Dad, because you got to lift me and you got to feed me and you got to bathe me. And and Pam, obviously, Pam had the brunt of this because right. I was in the military and I was gone a, uh, a lot. And obviously, she has two other sisters other than her twin, right. uh, Emily and Catherine. But no, I would say no, you, you definitely have it harder. You know, I can't even imagine how... I would have felt if I, if would I have had the same attitude that she had if I had all these disabilities? Yeah. You know, um, when she died, it was entirely unexpected and it wasn't, no, it wasn't at all. We've been set free from this. It was, and that's part of the turmoil that you go through with something like this, because if it was left completely up to me, she'd still be here, but she was always looking to be with the Lord. Right. So it's like, well, I would selfishly want her to be here, but she, and she talked about it all the time. I write about this in the book, that she wanted to go be with the Lord. So her home going, at least from her perspective, was not something that bummed her out. Right. I mean, she was looking forward to it. Right. And But we were bummed. It was hard for y'all. Right. And still is. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, and uh, although the grief has gotten better over time, hasn't it over the two years? Well, what I find myself doing, and I'm sure this is true for my daughters and for uh, my wife Pam as well, is when I feel like I wish you were here, and I feel sad about it. I think, well, that's not the way she feels. Wow. And um, I don't write about this in the book, but about oh eight years before she died, I guess. I was diagnosed with cancer, but it, it was a good cancer it was in a sense that prostate it, cancer pros, is pros, good cancer. Yeah, yeah right. It's right. not it's not deadly, and the, most people sur, you know survive it. But I remember when I was diagnosed, my number one concern was, well, if if this is metastasized, and I, I'm going to live. From, the doc said you got about 12 years to live, and this was 10 years ago. <laughs> well, who's going to take care of Elizabeth? Right. I remember you talking about that, that that was one of your big concerns. Yeah, that was probably number one. I mean, well, no one wants to find out they got cancer and that it spread. And it hadn't, but before they figured it out, that was all my concern. And automatically, I went in my brain, okay, in 12 years, Elizabeth's going to be 45. Okay, who's going to care for her if she lives to be 70 and and, and all that? And just a different attitude is I remember when I was going through that with her, she said, Dad, what are you doing? The Lord's in control of this. The Lord will take care of me. She told you? Yeah, that? yeah. So she rebuked me. But you can see the different attitudes that, that I had versus... And, and by the way, you called her Libby, right? And the people in the family called her Libby, but she didn't want to be called Libby by outs- well by anybody, but she accepted it in the family, right? Right, yeah. She asked if we would call her Elizabeth when she was about 20. And I said, no, well, we're not going to call you Elizabeth. We called you Libby for 20 years, but we did make that compromise. Because she felt like Libby sounded like a little girl. Like a little baby. She wanted a more grown-up name. And I do write about that. And it's Elizabeth with an S, right? It's not a Z. That's right. She liked that because of the King James Version of the Bible. Because she she would point that out to you. Oh, she would? Oh, yeah. She would say, you know, in the Bible, in the older translations, it's spelled with an S like my name. (laughs) (laughs) So I hope the book is good for for people who are going through difficulties and what the Bible has to teach about it. That is great. 
Well, if you want information about the book, go to faithalone.org and you can learn more about it. And Danny should be saying something about it after we finish. Now remember, keep grace in focus. Ken Yates' brand new book about his daughter, entitled Elizabeth, is available now on our website, faithalone.org. Get half price through January 31st, 2023, when you use the code word podcast. That's faithalone.org. Would you like to deepen your understanding of Scripture and the Christian life? Well, a great place to start is our website. It's faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We've got all kinds of free materials on the site available for you. One of those which is extremely popular is our magazine, Grace in Focus. It comes out six times a year. It's full color, easy to read, and people are really growing who read it. So stop by and get a free subscription at faithalone.org. We would like to thank all of our financial partners who help us keep this show going. All gifts are tax deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can be a financial partner, visit us at faithalone.org. We are so happy when we hear from listeners. Maybe you've got a question or comment or feedback. If so, please send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next Grace in Focus, we go back to our question and answer format. And the question is an interesting one. Will there be children in the kingdom? Join us next time for Grace in Focus. This is the Grace Evangelical Society reminding you to always keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.